and welcome to the show for his first appearance on the second episode of the Latter-day Saints of Gronk podcast, Webster Cox. How you doing, Webb? Yeah, not too bad about yourself. Not too bad. So when we record these, we're on Zoom calls. That's kind of the way we record them. Um, and currently right now, Webb is trying to save a fish. So if you hear any sort of startling in his voice, it's not because he's scared of any of us in the league. It's because a fish in his fish tank might die. Uh, what we're doing for the pod today is was pretty good response last week to Jalen's Jalen's debut going through his list. So a few of you have reached out wanting to your list. So we're going to, we're going to do that. So Webb has compiled his top 12 contenders for this year, and we're going to go through those. All right. So Webb, who is your number 12 team? Well, number 12 is obviously Ray. I don't think anybody yeah, is going to so agree, argue that one. Jalen on that one, huh? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any argument there. So this is our fourth year in the league. You've been in the league most of the years that we've ever had it, but fourth year of this dynasty league. Do you think Ray's team this year is the worst team that's ever been in the league? Yes. I think so, too. It's really fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you you like about Ray's team, if anything? He drafted Waddle. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like Waddle? I think uh, – I do like Waddle. Um. I, I just like that he had a first-round pick to make a pick, seeing as how he pretty much <laughs> trades them away for fodder for the waiver wire because he just drops them afterwards for some odd reason. Yeah, so that was his first first-round pick since the first rookie draft where he took Damian Harris, who is actually kind of turning in. I think that was 111 uh, and 112. So that's actually turned into a decent pick. It took a while to come through, but he's a decent starting running back. Yeah, Ray is not a not a fan of, of rookies, uh, but he seems to have uh, turned a new leaf. Um, what what are, do you, any other young players on his team that you think could pop this year? Uh, I like Logan Thomas. Um, I think I've kind of compound on that that breakout year last year. Um, Washington seems to really like him, so I think he's going to do quite well. Um, and then obviously Tua, uh, I think he's going to do pretty good. Um, he seems like he's starting to kind of get comfortable in that role. Um, I think last year, a lot of people were kind of shitting on him because he kind of got the job and then didn't really deserve it. And then kind of got it taken away from him. And there was just kind of a lot of him and hawing with him. Um, but I yeah. think he's, I think he's going to turn it around this, this season and kind of prove people wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, um, I like the Michael Carter pick. Um, you know, I think he's going to take over that backfield, you know, in the later half of the year. Um, I think I would maybe, if I were him, maybe try to uh, take Michael Carter maybe in the second half of the year and try to trade trade him if he does take over that role. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think he can kind of – he might, you know, he'd probably be able to get a first out of him at least, and he didn't spend – you know, he spent second on him. So I think that's something that maybe he should think about doing. Um, But, yeah, other than that, it's pretty slim pickings. Yeah, well, there's no reason to waste too much time on Ray's team because not only is it the worst team, but he is the only person that didn't listen to the podcast last week. So, fuck Ray. This test. Who's your number eleven team? My number eleven team is Najib. Najib, okay. Why? Why number eleven here? I know his team's kind of been on the rise for some people, but not for you, huh? Nope. Um... You know, I think he's he's doing well. He's, you know, doing what he needs to be doing. Um, I like, you know, the trade for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think that's 
going to work out well for him. Um, and he's starting to put it together. I think he's kind of starting to learn um, the ins and outs in Dynasty. Um, I do like his team. I think it's young. Um, he's got a lot of pieces that, you know, in the next couple of years could kind of come to fruition. Um, but he has no depth uh, besides the starting lineup, which, you know, is competitive a little bit, but he has no depth. So if he gets one injury, he is going to be starting the likes of maybe Gus Edwards. Um, hey, Gus the bus. Gus the bus. Um but Kyle yeah, yeah, Kyle Allen, who doesn't even have a starting, he's not even on a starter. So, um, but I, you know, I, I love Gibson. I think he's he's doing well there. You know, Corey Davis looks good on the Jets. Um, but yeah, he's he's got guys that you know, next couple of years can kind of come through. And if he makes his picks right, is you know, his next years and the year before that's picks, I think he can kind of get back into it. But as of right now, this year, not looking good. Yeah, so Najib, the, with your Gibson point, the, on the last pad podcast, kind of the big breaking story was that I traded McCaffrey to Taylor. Uh, the only other team I was even engaged in trade talks with was Najib, and I offered McCaffrey for Gibson, and it was McCaffrey and somebody for Gibson and Corey Davis, and he turned it down. Who would you rather have in Dynasty, McCaffrey or Gibson? In like, are you saying like one-on-one? Yeah then obviously Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I mean, so if you're you just speaking one-to-one. So if you're Najib, do you think you probably should have made that trade because you don't have your first-round pick next year? No. I think that he should try to get his first-round pick back. Um, at least yeah, that's, what, that's what I would do. But, yeah, um, yeah he, I like I like Gibson a lot. Um, I just don't – I don't think it's conducive for his team. Um, I think by the time that he gets rolling – to start to really compete, I think Chris McCaffrey is going to be at the end of his uh, usage or he's going to be at least tailing off and not have as much value. So I think for his team, it just doesn't make sense. But if you're saying just one-to-one, no team, nothing like that, obviously Chris McCaffrey is is better than Gibson. Well, at least fantasy value-wise is better than Gibson. Yeah. All right. So go Ray 12, Najib 11, who's 10? I have Mr. Alex Fokchinski. Alex, okay, Fokchinski, yeah. So Fokchinski's boy, uh, Marquez Callaway, looked pretty fucking good last night. But why do you have Alex number 10? And I forgot that he had him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, Shout out on the last podcast. Did he? And he has now inserted him into his starting lineup. So he's on the come up over there. On the come up over there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, his kind of big mood with you this, this offseason was trading Russell Wilson for what became Kyle Pitts. Uh, what, what do you think of his roster overall? I mean, it looks looks all right. Um, you know, he's, he's a very – seems to be kind of a very inactive owner for the most part, doesn't trade a lot. Um, he does make, you know, some trades, and when he does, he doesn't get – you know, bent over the rails for him, which is, you know, a good thing. But I think he's just got to – he's kind of got to make some more. I think he's kind of getting a little stagnant with his roster. Um, yeah. It's starting to kind of get a little bit older, and he's not really in, like, the competing time frame. So I think he's kind of got to maybe take some of those guys and trade him for picks and kind of try to retool a little bit, maybe get a little bit younger in some spots. Um, 
I like the Javante Williams pick that he made this year. Um, I think eventually he's going to take over the backfield and it could be, you know, the second half this year, kind of like uh, Michael Carter. Um, if Carson Wentz comes out firing and actually looks like, you know, it's the MVP season, Carson Wentz, uh, he could, you know, maybe crack the, the uh, playoffs, but I just don't see him getting very far with these guys. The ETN injury helps him with James Robinson. Um, yeah, obviously Delvin time. Cook is is great, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just a maybe fringe this year playoff guy. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so who do you have at number nine? Number nine, I have Yetis. Yetis. All right. So what makes Yetis uh, a tier above those other guys? Well, I think that they have, I think that they have like kind of just those top tier guys, whereas these guys don't really have any of them um, in like kind of, I guess, my opinion, at least um, Tyree kill, you know, Derek Henry, um, you know, guys like that are when you get them on a roster, they can, you know, when you single-handedly win you uh, matchups. But um, the Hunter Henry situation is kind of not looking good. Um, neither is Fournette or Singletary. They're kind of adding to that backfield. Um, so those guys are getting kind of murky. It's kind of why I have, you know, this team a little bit lower on the uh, in the rankings still. Um, yeah, the rest of their lineup's kind of looking shoddy too. Latavius Murray and yeah. – T.Y. Hilton. They're a strange team because they almost inarguably have two top 15 players, especially for this year with Henry and Tyree Kill, where typically two top 15 players catapult you to the top of the league. Um, so they're they're in that they're kind of interesting crossroads where maybe a few moves they could get better, or they just trade those two for an unholy amount of assets, but yeah, and they also like to do that whole hide people on the taxi squad thing, which I really dis- dislike when people do that. So, I mean, he's got, they've, got, they've got Jerry and Judy and, and, yeah, the Joe Lawford. They've got uh, Judy and Ruggs on the taxi squad. So, I mean, that's, you know, two guys that could definitely make that second step. Uh, Ruggs, you know, I've kind of read a little bit about him, and he says that he's coming off fire in this year, trying to make up for last year. And, uh, yeah, so him – those two, um, I like Nico Collins. I think he's, you know, he's got a good – he could be the guy, you know, in Houston yeah. um, if he, you know, gets a little bit better than Brandon Cooks and really as good as Cooks has honestly kind of been. He's always slept on every year. But, yeah, I mean, he could be he could be the one there. Um, he's a you know, big guy. So kind of like DeAndre Hopkins when he used to be there. So – yeah, one little curveball that could help the Yetis. If you're looking at rivalry, so this year with the with the longer season, instead of having two teams that we play twice, we have three teams we play twice. They drew, I think, without question, the best schedule. So they play Ray week one, and they play Najib week two. So then, according to your rankings, that's two worst teams. Um, then they have Joe the third, and Joe's obviously a pretty strong team. But having four matchups against Ray and Najib could be enough to tilt you tilt you a couple of spots at the standing. So it'll be interesting how that works out for them. All right. That brings us to number eight. This is going to ruffle some feathers. It, if it's me, I'm going to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> I, I have buried Etienne yet. I have a, uh, I have Jalen. 
Oh yeah, I I have Jalen lower than this even. So do you fuck his feather? Ruffle those fucking feathers up. <laughs> I was trading for his first round pick. Fuck that guy. He needs his feathers ruffled to be fair. Yeah. What uh? Why Jalen at, at number eight? Well, he's made some moves, and yeah. those moves, <laughs> those moves just don't pan out for the man. He he consistently talks like he is bending everyone over, and then about two months, three months later, it turns out he's the one getting bent over every single time. Although he will say otherwise, but yeah, you cannot tell him that. No, um, but I mean, like I, in hindsight, I kind of like the Deshaun Watson trade, but kind of still don't. Um, you know, I so, I yeah. don't think he was going to play this year, so it's kind of looking like I was correct in that assessment but if he plays yeah cool but he's not filling a spot he's got to do something with that he's got to either retrade him or trade Dak or trade burrow like he's just sitting on the bench not getting you any points so it's not helping your starting lineup yeah the watson thing's interesting of all the i've seen watson get traded this offseason in three of my dynasty leagues now he Jalen by far got the best deal where it was just the one 2022 first. Which one thing I did like about that is it's an asset that's not going to help him this year, but he didn't give up an asset that's going to help him this year, you know? Um, but yeah, to your point, he's not going to play. So his quarterback room, if when those three are healthy is the scariest in the league with Burrow, him and Dak. But to your point, you get two of those guys coming off catastrophic injuries and the other one is catastrophically unable to keep his dick in his pants when he's getting a massage. So very Be tough uh, it's tough sometimes a situation for him so with him being at number eight that kind of that make, gives him the ability to make the playoffs what are, what is a scenario where one or two guys on his team that you think could have high ceiling maybe lower floor with him being down at number eight but guys you th- guys you think that if they pop Jalen could be in the conversation this year um I think it's guys like uh Kenny Galladay who i don't like yeah. at all uh he does have a have a high ceiling um but i think he has a, also a pretty low floor in my opinion um i don't think he's really that great and he also gets injured a lot and then there's you know ronald jones um and if he can take that backfield which i think is kind of hard to do um yeah. you know maybe maybe he does come out to be a nice little rb2 but i just don't really see it with you know they're talking about using bernard a lot um Swift is kind of the same way. I think he's got a really high ceiling, but, you know, he's kind of injured right now. And coaching staff has kind of oddly, for some reason, been talking Jamal Williams up all offseason. So, and Campbell loves him. Yeah. So it's kind of just a – it's a weird, weird little area. But, like, he could – I mean, he could catch 90-some balls this year if, yeah. if he stays healthy. Um, there's no one there. But, yeah, I mean, it's guys like those that I think if they kind of – again, he's – a really young team which kind of coincides with his other leagues he just likes really really young guys um i love cd lamb he's got lamb uh yeah that's a that's a great great kenny Kenny dalladay point of yours is interesting because he he did have that one really good year in detroit but the concerning thing for jalen is he has offered that guy to every fucking person in our league and no one wants him so it's one of those things that he's got a big ceiling on him but even if he does they're there seems to be a latent distrust um, of his value, which which makes that that kind of tough. All right, so who do you got number seven? Uh, number seven, I have 
of Amin. Amin, okay. So Amin's had an active offseason. Uh, I'm guessing this represents him moving up in your mind. What are what are some of the things that are giving you confidence? Well, I like that he got A.J. Brown back from you after you stole him last year. Um, you know, I'm glad you kind of let him out of the basement. That was nice of you. Yeah, I mean, he needs some air. <laughs> I think everybody does. But, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of got a decent roster, um, starting-wise at least. If this was Dynasty, I don't really – I mean, as it is Dynasty, but if this is, was a Dynasty ranking, I don't really like it. His team would move farther down, in my opinion. But since this is just this year, um, he's got a pretty good starting lineup. Uh, I don't like the fact that he has Julio Jones and so A.J. He Brown. just traded – oh, you don't like that they're both in the same name? So, yeah, yes. he got Julio Jones this offseason. He traded him – he got him and Chase Evans for his first-round pick next year, uh, which then I think he just flipped right back for Watson. But you don't like those two being on the same team, so – you don't think they have the kind of Mari Cooper, C. Lamb, or Robert Woods, Cooper Cup kind of potential? I think they probably do, um, but I just don't like having both. Of, I don't like having two of the same receivers in the same team on my fantasy team. I think that yeah, it kind of – It's hard for them both. Yeah, it's hard for them both to get a ceiling. Like They're not both yeah. going to score 30 points. So, I mean, realistically, one scores 30, the other probably scores 10. So – you're kind of hedging your bets there with that and what happens when they get shut out you know they play washington or yeah. the steelers or you know a top five defense they're probably not going to get they could both you know get under 10 points so it's, it's the risky run and i don't think yeah. there's a lot of upside with running two wide receivers like that i think personally he should trade one of them but otherwise i think his team looks pretty good um i like terry mclaurin um Chase Edmonds kind of fell into that role this year, so he kind of hit with that. Um, you know, Chris Carson's – Chris Carson, he does well when he's yeah. on, on the field. Um, For sure. He lost, you know, a little bit of value with James Conner going to Arizona, having Chase. So he's kind of got that backfield locked up, but apparently he's starting both of them at the moment. Um, but he could throw a guy in, like, maybe if Nikhil Harry actually does something or yeah. – Probably yeah, his not, depth but... is where the concerns arise for me. He does one one of his trades is he had a I mean he's had in the last calendar year a lot of controversial trades, but one that drew a lot of criticism was he traded Thielen for Locke, which Thielen's aging but still productive. In Locke at that time, it seemed like had no shot at being starting quarterback there. In the time since, it, it's actually looking like Drew Locke is favored to be the starter. Now, granted, is he going to start all season? Probably unlikely, but if Drew Locke somehow holds on to that job, I think that helps him out a bit because he could he could either flip Drew Locke or that just gives him a reliable third starter. But yeah, when you're starting two Arizona Cardinal running backs, it's not super ideal. No, and two Tennessee wide receivers. And two Titans, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's one of those things, if something happens to Tannehill and Logan yeah. Woodside is in there, it's not ideal. Cool. All right. So that brings us to number six. So wild card team number six. Who you got? I got Ty. Ty. Oh, Ty's not gonna like this. He traded. Ty's not gonna like this. Next two first round picks. Yeah. All right. So Ty, uh, self-pronounced elite contender. Why only number six? Well, Chase does not look great. 
really doesn't. He's yeah, dropped a he, lot of balls. He apparently had a good practice yesterday. So they're, but it's tough to tell if that is some of the executives reaching out to those reporters who are desperate for access and being like, hey, we need some good pub. This kid is struggling a little bit. Let's get some positive shit out there or what. But it's bizarre. I, I think the thing that gives you some solace with Jamar Chase's struggles is he didn't play at all last year. So he probably figures it out. But Ty took him over Fields, over Pitts, over Najee Harris. Those are all pieces that could help right away. Uh, what about the rest of Ty's team? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's. I think he'll probably put it together. It's just I think I, I don't like where he picked him, to be fair. And he has – yeah, I just don't really like where he picked him, I guess. But the, the other weak side, I think, of his team is why I've kind of have him on, like, the lower end of the – of the top six is Josh Jacobs. I don't think he is all that great. I don't like that they signed Kenny and Drake. I think they're going to utilize him quite a bit. And I think he's going to take touches away. Uh, whether it's, you know, passing, I think he'll take a lot of the passing work down from him. Um, and I think he's still, he's a competent running back. I think he's probably going to take some carries away from him as well. So I think yeah. he's going to get more regulated into uh, a committee approach. Um, but I like Zeke. I think he's probably gonna have a really good year with Dak back. Um, I'm not a fan of his of his quarterbacks. I think they suck. <laughs> I like Zach Wilson though. I do. I like I, the trade I, up to get to get Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, he, I think that was a good trade for him because his quarterbacks are so old, so old and so trash. Yeah. If he was, if he were gonna be starting Kirk Cousins with Jared Goff, I wouldn't even have him at six. Yeah, so. that's just tough Sundays for him if he was doing that. You got to watch the fucking Vikings and. Lions. I like Zach Wilson always be fun. I think a big part of fantasy is having fun with it. And that dude's arm talent is crazy. So Ty will have fun cheering him on. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of having him only at six? The thing that surprised me about you having him there is his receiver room. So we we touched on Chase. What do you think about a guy like Horton Sutland that's coming off a pretty big injury, but showed some serious flashes in year one? Yeah, I like Sutton. Um, but I think Judy comes out and really takes yeah. that next step. Um, and I think that Judy is a better receiver to be fair. Um, so right. I think that he's going to kind of come out and I, I am in the camp of thinking that Bridgewater is going to be the starter. Um, and I think it's very, it's going to matter which one is the quarterback, because I think that Locke is going to play a lot better with Sutton. I think that Sutton's going to yeah. probably end up being the better receiver if Locke is the quarterback. Um, but I think that Judy is going to be the better wide receiver if Bridgewater is a quarterback. I think they just play better to their styles of play. Um, and I think if Bridgewater is the quarterback, Judy is going to have a really good year. Um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Kind of similar to Robbie Anderson, good route runner, quick, gets open. Whereas yeah. Courtney Sutton, good separation. Yeah. All right, yeah, Ty's going to have some some text messages for you about that. Who do you have yeah, at number five? Number five, I have the one and only Paul Thielen. Okay, where would you have had me before uh, Travis Etienne died in his out for the season and I traded Christian McCaffrey? Um, probably, I probably honestly would have had you maybe one more spot okay. up so it wasn't but wasn't not a, not not a drastic yeah. drastic jump i guess i 
Yeah, I think I think I probably would have had you about the same. Maybe Ty could have okay. snuck above you, possibly. So why why the confidence despite the uh, the trading of our franchise player and losing our first round running back? Well, I am a big fan of Najee Harris, so okay. Although I did not draft him, and I had the chance to, but yeah. And I watched the real NFL draft with you, and you were not thrilled when your well reclaimed favorite team took him. Well, so is a bit of a surprise. I wasn't unhappy that he was going to become a Steeler. I was unhappy because I didn't think we needed to spend a first round draft pick on a running back. But yeah, I digress. Um, but yeah, I think you've got a you know you got a really good team. Um, I think James is going to be the starter, uh, and you know James loves to throw so he's gonna be fantasy relevant for sure um you know he could be could end up being like his ceiling could be seven eight probably on yeah. at the end of the year maybe even more um so I, I like that obviously lamar jackson scores a lot of points you got a good running back room with Najee and montgomery sucks you lost etn but you know it is what it is and I think you have a good, yeah. you have a good wide receiver room. Um, right. We got that tight end premium, so obviously Waller is a absolute monster when it comes to that. I think it helps, really helps having, you know, those top three or four tight ends that score just ungodly yeah. amounts of points when it comes to PPR because they get so many catches, um, and I think that gives you a really big edge um, over the competition. I think that's why i have a lot of the guys that are in you know the one through five spot where they're at because of their tight ends for the most sure. part all right trivia question for you james winston this is seventh season how many times has he been qb1 seventh season i'm gonna say five once once i don't know it surprised me too i was just like, really he was, QB, he was qb number four in that year when he threw 30 picks because yeah. he threw 5,000 yards. But yeah. before that, the highest he ever was was 13. So I find that interesting, the Jameis stuff, because I think it's just because he's such a fun, like, red zone guy to watch. Yeah. But it's with all the fucking turnovers, he, it's the I, – I always compare him. He's just black Jay Cutler. Like, he will yeah. do things that are so cool, but and he'll <laughs> continue to get jobs because of his arm strength. But he just makes such stupid, careless plays. But, I don't know, if we, we need to change the rules so you get points for eating Ws, because that's, <laughs> that's what Jameis does. All right, yeah. so number four, who you got? Number four, I have Taylor. Taylor, oh, wow, okay. I do. So this is kind of surprising. I, I think he is right there with you after after that trade. Why the bullishness on Taylor? Well, I think personally, it's, it's a, a lot of it has to do with, I think, the top four teams, I think, are very close. So it's... Okay it's kind of hard to differentiate in my opinion, like kind of factor in everything and be like, Oh, this guy's obviously better than this guy. I think they're all sure. kind of, I think, you know, the top four are all, all pretty similar for the most part. Um, and I think a lot of it is going to come down to injuries sure. more than likely. Cause that's usually what happens every year. It seems like, and I just think that his depth is not as, great as you know the other couple of teams what what positions do you find issues with his depth um or is it across the board kind of across the board it's more or less so like if you look at his roster 
Um, if he has an injury at running back, he is possibly starting Naheem Hines, maybe. He's got Mostert. Or Kenny Drake. Drake. I don't think Mostert keeps that job. I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a Trey Sermon fan, so I don't okay. I don't necessarily okay. think he keeps that job. And so I mean, yeah, he's got you know a couple of pass catching guys, but you never know they could you know put up zero points. They're very hit or miss um, with those guys on a weekly basis at least. And at receiver, he's got Amari. It looks like will probably be his next man up if he decides to start feeling Odell and Higgins over him. Yeah, um, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie. So, I mean, like, he's got, you know, if he gets an injury, he's, you know, he might be okay. Um, but other than that, you know, he could be quite screwed, especially at quarterback because he has no one. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing. So, the nice thing that he has going for him is he has those three first-round picks still he to does. play with. Yeah. Um, or it might be two. But two. It's two, yeah. Yeah. My, it's mine and his. So, two, proje- two projected late first round picks yeah but you could if someone's struggling one of those lower five teams he could go get somebody um because otherwise he he's just really gambling on trey lance one playing into and being good which he he very well could be dude's got a fucking cannon yeah and i you know i i think like i said i think aaron jones kind of takes a step back i think Thielen is going to take a step back um odell is a wild card i mean he could be yeah a top 10 wide receiver but he could also be a wide receiver three yeah i think he's he's very boomer bust and you know talent's all there but who knows we haven't seen it in what three four years it's been and mike williams is kind of the same like he's always been touted oh he's gonna this is the year this is the year this is the year yeah and it just hasn't come to fruition and he's getting a lot of hype right now about um that oc coming in and him being the michael thomas of that offense uh, yeah there you we get that every offseason because if there are not pads mike williams is one of the best receivers in football it's especially in those like summer camps the uh, mini camps he runs around out there in shorts and a helmet and you're like oh my god this is the greatest this is Ter- terrell owens but then he, he just can't stay healthy all right so you got taylor number four or you got number three number three i have rudy okay defending runner up uh what do you like about rudy's team well it's hard there's not much that you can't like to be quite honest um i don't like miles sanders that's probably the glaring my glaring issue um yeah but that's about it um he's got Good QBs. I like Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, that pick, that trade that he made, I think, last year. Yeah. Was panned out pretty well for him. Yeah, especially um, with Brady. If if Brady isn't good, Hurts can go right in there. I yeah, definitely. Be be, I bet he starts Hurts more than he starts Brady this year. Probably. Maybe matchup dependent, maybe. Um, yeah. But, yeah, otherwise, you know, I, I think Mooney's kind of, you know, turning it on. We'll see if he can replicate you know, what he was doing last year. I like Kareem Hunt as a, you know, flex because he has like that RB2 upside, um, especially if something happens to Chubb, which kind of has been the thing every yep. year. There's a reason he's there, you know. Um, yeah. Love love him and Kelsey. And that Kelsey Mahomes stack is 
especially in a tight end premium, is tough. Yeah, it's that's a it's tough really one to wild. beat. Um, but again, like you know, you go down his list, he gets an injury and he is not looking good. He's starting Philip Lindsay at running back, and maybe yeah, Will Fuller if he's healthy or not on drugs. That's probably his biggest area of opportunity. He still has his pick, and he could probably flip Jalen Hurts for something if he if he wanted to. But yeah, he he's a bit thin there. But I agree, his starters are really good. But to your point on that stack, when you look at Mahomes and and Kelsey, you're getting sometimes sixty points a week yeah. out of those two. It's with, insane with the new rules. Like there's even one week last year where they had. 81 if i'm doing the math quickly correct here it's just fucking <laughs> like ray might not score 81 points sometimes this year and he's getting that out of two fucking positions it's pretty dangerous it's insane absolutely insane and like you don't even want to look at his wide receivers because justin jefferson and dk metcalf on the same team is yeah scary beautiful and scary and young is the nice thing it's nice when you get those yeah. you're kind of a win now team but you got that to fall back on yeah all right, so that leaves two teams. Two teams. We have yourself, and who else, who am I missing? Joe Lovebrook. Joe, oh yeah. I, I, like Joe, I just fell asleep there, and it just lapsed from my brain. <laughs> so you got t- t- the Lake City boys going one-two, huh? Oh, yeah. All right, number two, I'm guessing, is Joe then? Number two is myself. Okay, you're trying to not – you're trying to reverse jinx? Well, you know – uh, the jinx is is not for me and i've never been one to brag i've never been one to toot my own horn after wins because i like to you know i don't like to jinx myself and after that one uh that one season that uh i think amin said that he was going to go undefeated uh and win the whole league last. and he got dead last and <laughs> lost pretty much every fucking matchup so ever since then i'm just like yeah i'm just not going to do that so yeah that's one of the best things that's happened there like he did get kind of murray out of that at least but <laughs> he was so fucking confident that year yeah okay so at, with you at number two why is joe better outside of that all right so this is gonna sound awkward but we had some technical difficulties and we lost web there for a bit but we have him back uh so this will sound clunky but web why do you have your team behind joe well, like I said, I don't like to brag. And before, you know, these four te- top four teams are kind of, I think, kind of all interchangeable, to yeah, be quite honest. Somewhere. Yeah, for the sure. most part. Um, but I mean, Do you see positional advantages that he has, or are you purely doing it uh, to not jinx yourself? Uh, probably a about at 80 20 purely just don't want to jinx myself okay uh, <laughs> so you don't want to you don't want to brag but you're saying 80 percent yeah just kind of trap you there yeah the one thing he does have over you i think anyone would argue is running backs though right and, and yeah. probably quarterback running back quarterback you just have him everywhere else so maybe it's not that outlandish but you got saquon chubb ceh like who knows Mixon, and then Rodgers and Josh Allen's probably the probably the best one-two punch in in the league. Not that you're struggling in those areas because you obviously have 
Herbert and Tannehill are solid, but uh, and Kamara is probably better than all them, but I would probably take those other three over Dobbins. Do you do you, do you see any other potential kind of issues for you? Um, no, I think I have a very vast advantage at tight end, um, which, like I said, I think having you know those top tight ends helps a lot. And as of right now, I have three of the top, you know, potentially five or at least touted as, you know, I think everyone's pretty on par with Hawkinson probably getting 150 some targets this year since he's the only guy on the lions. Yeah. And off does not throw the ball down the field. So that's going to help him. So I think he's going to get a bunch of targets. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is great. I mean, I took him at four, so I think he's going to be, He's gonna be pretty stellar there in uh in Atlanta, and obviously Kittle's amazing. So having those three, I think I have a really big advantage because I can play them in my tight end spot, and also they fill flex spots. So it you I think that I utilize depth a lot um, when it comes to especially this longer season, um, yeah, which I think will work out for me. Um, I think that's why I kind of have me and Joe up at the top is because I think we kind of have the most depth when it comes to barring an injury. We're plugging in a guy who, you know, is probably a top 50 player. Whereas I think most teams are plugging in a backup running back or, yeah. a, you know, a, a RB, you know, running back by uh, committee kind of guy. Committee kind of guy. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. And that, help that's really critical for you two this year because you neither of you have picks uh for for the foreseeable future i think the the big thing for you too is if you get in a pit now the thing that could happen to you is everyone might say fuck you you're the best team we're not gonna we're not gonna save you but with those tight ends if you if dobbins goes after you or kamara or one of your qbs you have the you have the arsenal to go and make a move yeah um that that kind of forgives the pick thing joe does have a odd like his tight ends aren't good but he has a fucking million of them so maybe one of them blows up like i could see herb smith being good i thought herb smith that was one of the reasons i really didn't like that trade that ray made i liked it for joe where he got claypool for those three picks a first second and third which i think for claypool is probably good but it's one of the kind of the classic right where herb smith just got thrown in yeah it's like that it and that was after tight end premium what had already happened yeah and as a young guy, it just didn't make a make a ton of sense, especially because Irv Smith. If you look at the Genesis, like looking at his, I don't know if, I'm sure, I'm sure most of you in the league know this, but if you click on the player and you go to their history, you can see the transactional history for that player in the league. So Irv Smith is funny because he Ray makes this very questionable trade with Joe to trade Irv Smith to get Irv Smith in exchange for DJ Moore, which not good trade. Yeah. Uh, and then he just traded him. Back, he just traded him back to Joe for free. So Joe just basically got DJ Moore for free, which is a, yeah. Which is why uh, Ray is number twelve on this list. Yeah, that would pretty much uh, solidify that. I mean, Joe's roster right, well, has kind of made it made it uh, known he's been a bit of a rapist. Yeah, I may say. All right. Well, now that you're eighty percent saying you're the number one team. Jalen says you're number one team. I say you're number one team. I think everyone does. Uh, if you do not win the league this year, if if the 11th year another title eludes you, will you quit the league? 
I'll rage quit like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I think you if if you don't win, I think you go to the yacht club, get drunk, fight Jalen, <laughs> knock Jalen out, then then just like grab my phone, knock me out, and then just delete the league. That sounds sounds plausible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for uh thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me. Peace. Bye.